Hi guys, welcome to Fat Mascara. I am Jen, like I'm always Jen. I'm Jessica, how are you? I'm good, how are you Jessica? I'm well. Excellent, I hear we have some exciting news. We have a lot of exciting news today. Let's really get some, let's get some big announcements out of the way. So listen up real close. Davines, hit it. Oh, I was talking about our exciting news. Oh, okay, I was being very... Um, humble? I was being humble, but Stop let's not. Stop being humble. Okay, guys, I really, really, really... I'm so excited about this. You have no idea. I know. And I really, I'm just going to be kind of honest and ask for your support here, okay? I'm going to ask you for a fat mascara fave, FM fave. We are nominated by the Fragrance Foundation. This is a huge honor. This is a tremendous organization um, in the beauty industry. We are nominated for the as an influencer, a consumer. Fragrance influencer of the Fragrance year. Fragrance influencer. I can't even speak because I'm so like tripping all over myself. You guys Fra- should have seen her in the office when we found out she came running over to me, holding her phone, waving it around like, we're nominated for Fragrance. I mean, it's a huge honor. I know there's other big names in the beauty world alongside us. Yes. We're not going to mention them because we don't want you to vote for them. And that's the thing. You can vote for us. It's a consumer choice award. So you have the power in your hands to make Fat Mascara part of Fragrance history. We wouldn't be here if it weren't for you. What's the website? Where do they go to vote? Okay, so it's vote.fragrance.org. Again, vote.fragrance.org. You'll have to vote for some three questions like perfumes that you like. Vote for those two. Yeah. And then who is your influencer of the year? And you go to Fat Mascara and you fill in a little bullet hole and you say, them please. It literally takes like 15 seconds. Okay, thank you. Um, yes. And you will have our love forever and ever. And um, that's basically it. But thank you so much. And we'll also put the link on our uh, blog and on the top of our Instagram. Absolutely. And another little piece of housekeeping. We wanted to remind you, we're having an Earth Day after party. That was the worst song I've ever sang. Davinus and Fat Mascara are having a listener party in New York City on April 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. The address is on 23rd Street. You can go on our website and get all the details. Jess, tell the people what the party will have. The party is going to have slow food snacks. That's my favorite part. You you led with the snacks. I love it. Slow wine. Slow wine. Dry, hair styling. Dry hair styling. There's a skin regimen from Davines that I'm very interested in. There's going to be a skin regimen station. But um, you're going to actually also get to chat and hang with some other Fat Mascara fans. That's the best part. That's really the best part. That and the snacks. Oh, you um, know what else is the best part, which we forgot to mention last week? This was the biggie. The gift bag. And the gift bag That's is like worth a hefty sum. It's like... $60 worth of products. Yes. <laughs> so That's go funny. to <laughs> fatmascara.com backslash Davines, which is D-A-V-I-N-E-S, and you can apply. It's Italian for fancy. It's Italian for fancy. <laughs> you can apply to have a ticket. We have 50 to give away, and we'll let you know by April 16th or 17th so that you can join us on April 23rd. One more thing. I've got a present. Do you know about my present? No. i got a present for the listeners. Oh. If you don't, even if you do oh, get yeah. a ticket. We've got a discount code for Davinus for yeah, you. Yeah, maybe you don't work in the New York. Maybe you don't live and work in the New York City area. Maybe you don't. We don't get picked. I mean, I wish everyone could come. That's right. We have a code. You're going to get twenty percent off and free shipping at Davinus.com with the code Fat Mascara Ship, all one word, Fat Mascara, and then Ship. And you guys can get twenty percent off all their products, which are amazing. May I suggest the Essential Hair Collection? Monu, how do you say it? Monu, Monu, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, I like the really hydrating blue one. Yeah, I like that one. Personal fave. Anyway, so there's your your discount code. Go online, get your tickets. 
I think we're done with all of our announcements. Oh, you know which product I like from them? Oh, what? The Oi Oil. Oh, yes. Fat Mascara, um, previous guest Olivia Wilde recommended that in Harper's Bazaar. It's a gorgeous hair oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's all about Davines. Hope to see you there. Use the code Mwah. now. All right. Let's talk topics. Here's what we're talking about today. One, Dove has released a new campaign. Jen and I have been on the kind of the ground floor of this. So we've been holding out. We've been so excited to share this with you. So we'll discuss that. Then we're going to talk about eye cream if you have sensitive eyes. This topic comes up constantly. You've been DMing about it. You've been IMing about it. You've been Facebooking about it. Let's talk. Jess has answers. Then talking of speaking of answers, oh my gosh, this interview I think has been our most requested topic. Am I wrong? Hair loss and hair thinning. We are going to get into everything with Dr. Doris Day. She's the dermatologist who is basically the expert on hair loss. And you're going to learn a lot in this episode. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. 
Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. So Dove is often known for its marketing campaigns that help real women boost their confidence, right? The Real Beauty campaign back in the day. Mm -hmm. Remember when they did the criminal sketches where, like, you had to describe to a criminal sketch artist what you looked like? And when we described ourselves, it was like a janky monster is what they drew. I did that with my friend Deandra at Cosmo. Yeah. And we still, like, we laughed about that photo, about my sketch for, like, a week. Wait, you, what happened? You described yourself? Yeah. And a, and an artist drew no, it? No, I did it of myself. <laughs> I don't <laughs> guess it's, it, it it's like a take. But it's kind of like what you, women's perceptions of what they look like. Oh, like you just drew yourself looking like. I drew myself how I thought I looked. And then she was like, Jessica. And we like LOL'd forever. But, okay. It would also but, be funny because you're not really like an artist. So like maybe that, I don't know. It was a very. I need f- to see this picture. It I can do it again for you after class, but it was very, very funny. But yes, Dove taps into what women really think about themselves or how they want to feel about themselves. Okay, so they found out that 70% of women still don't feel represented in media and advertising, which I totally understand. So they joined up with Girl Gaze and Getty Images, the huge stock image house. Can we talk about what Girl Gaze is? Because most people don't know what that is. What is Girl Gaze? Girl Gaze is run by the gorgeous, fabulous, like, Shiro Amanda Decadenet or Decadenet, I don't know how you pronounce her last name. She is a photographer, writer, had this amazing talk show that no longer exists. And she is just kind of a feminist icon. And she said, hey, there is not enough representation in photography. And she does. For women. For female women. Photographers. So girl gaze is like instead of the male gaze, it's girls with their cameras taking photos of you know, people doing cool stuff. What does the female gaze look like? Carry on. So they they joined up all together and built an entire new stock library of imagery shot by women and of women who typically aren't don't feel represented in media. Mm-hmm. And then they let the women tag their own photos. So, you know, when you're searching and you want to search for a redhead or whatever you mm-hmm. want to search for. You know, it would be the male photographer, Mom, single yeah. lady, or and or curvy girl, skinny girl. You don't know; it's whatever the male photographer. <laughs> Yoga, right? <laughs> what they thought is what would come up, and so of course, someone's making an ad. They put in, "Oh, we need healthy lady," and up, up comes the skinny white lady in yoga pants, right? Because that's the image that was making there. Making a smoothie. Making a smoothie. So the whole goal of this project is now let's do healthy, or maybe, or whatever you're things are and you search mm-hmm. for. And there are all these amazing photos of amazing women all over the world from like dozens of countries. And hopefully media and advertising will start to use them and we'll all start to feel more represented in imagery. Isn't that cool? I think it's great. And Janice, you know, you look for imagery all the time at work. So do I. There's so much great imagery in the world. But when it comes to looking for women doing things, it weirdly... The well runs dry pretty quickly quickly with, you know, search 
engines and all that mm-hmm. but it's i don't it's i don't think it's for lack of women actually doing these things or it's for lack of the stock images. yeah it's the stock imagery yeah yeah and the other thing they're hoping to gain which we asked you guys about on a poll on our instagram story is that 68 percent of women say that they feel pressure from media and ads and it gives them beauty anxiety well say the question that you asked them i will i was about to oh, i sorry. was telling you how much okay in a regular world yeah so i wanted to know wait do our listeners also feel that these Previous to this project, that images and media made them feel beauty anxiety, like I don't look pretty enough yeah. or whatever. So our listeners, I asked them, do media and advertising images give you beauty anxiety? It like it matched up almost exactly with the rest of the world. Sixty nine percent of you said yes, they do. I have to tell you, I was pretty surprised. I don't want to say shocked, but I was surprised. What what was your feeling? I was too, because I felt. I don't know if it would be higher or lower, but because we're all beauty people and we all like beauty, if you listen to this podcast, I feel like you know the secret sauce behind and you know not to get anxious because it's all, you know the people, you've met them on our podcast that make these women look gorgeous and not normal. You know about retouching. We've told you about the tricks of makeup and hairstyling. So wouldn't you be less anxious? That was my feeling too. I thought that, um, you know, our podcast is... Pulls back the curtain a it little. Pulls back the curtain. It's it's you know I think all of you listeners and this is not a judgment call. Um, I think you're so savvy. I think you're so. I I really think I may be biased, but I feel like we have the best listeners, the smartest beauty fans in the world. I think we really have a special um, audience. So I was really gutted to hear that you know seven out of ten of you feel badly when you look at images yeah and especially you know as somebody who works in beauty media it makes me sad i know we got to do better i feel like this project will help everybody do better i really hope that number in like five years is not as high now i want to ask a follow-up question we should do this after this what do you want to see more of because the dove project is great because it touches upon you know it's different activities we're not just sitting there looking sexy different body shapes different body shapes you know different sexualities Uh, the panel this morning because there was an event to celebrate this one of the girls who's in um, she shoots for girl gaze and she also is um, a subject of the the one of the pictures one of the pictures she said she's like I'm a um, gender nonconforming queer black woman but I also wonder like what are the other things that we're not showing that's just one specific yeah. example she on purpose tagged herself that because she wanted to make sure that people other people like her would see themselves in the yes. in the group of images so okay we'll do a follow-up poll on Instagram to ask people what kind of imagery they want to see more of yeah who do you want to see more of yeah um this will be interesting. Yeah, it's a really cool project. Um, Jen did stuff and Marie Claire uh, for this project. You'll see it in Harper's Bazaar. But it's both we're going to start using issues. the images in our media. Yeah, so, so very cool. Hats off, Dove. Hats off, Girl Gaze and Getty. Jess. Yes. Let's talk about eyes. Okay, let's talk about eyes. This topic, I have to say, this topic does not get old. Never. So we're not done talking about eyes after this. And I'm sure there's going to be a new eye question after we're done. That Shereen Interest episode did really well, by the way. Our eye episode? Oh, yeah. All about eyes? I think it's like the number two most popular yeah, right so now. Yeah, it's the number two or number one. I don't know. But anyway, clearly the questions are still coming. One of the questions that came up was uh, if you – this came up in, in several different um, areas – 
you're so sensitive to all eye creams that you can't do anything about it. There can nothing, you cannot treat your eyes. You are destined for a life of wrinkly ass crow's feet because you're so sensitive and there's nothing you can use. So I talked to my- I think what Jess is trying to say, what do I do if I have sensitive skin, but I still want to use an eye cream? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So I spoke to my gal, Renella Hirsch. She is a fabulous dermatologist up at Cambridge and she gives it to you real straight. So this is over email. She gave me a lot of notes. I'm going to be honest. It's been wild. So I'm just kind of combing through them. But I'm going to give you the best. We're busy, guys. We're busy. Yeah, this is like, I mean, like, I feel like Ebenezer Scrooge here with all my like rolls of paper. You know what I mean? Weird reference, but okay. It is weird. Yeah, I guess. What does Renella say about eye cream? So here we go. She wanted to know, first of all, are there any underlying health issues Besides, like, sensitive skin, could you have eczema? Could you have eye issues? Could you have allergies? Oh, you don't have answers. You have more questions, huh? It's time to go to the derm right away? No, she just needs to, you need to just think. Just be aware. Yeah, these, these are some questions. She would not just, like, tell the person, oh, like, sensitive skin, use this. Like, it's there's some, okay. some questions first, okay? Then, also, it's possible, it's very, she said, super, if they're, Reporting itchy, puffy eyes, it's possible that they have allergies. Right. Okay. Then I like this one. What else is happening to the face? Are they somebody who's using false eyelashes? Are they using a lot of skincare like masks? She's, okay. saying, she's like, what's the cause of yes, the sensitivity get, before we start? Even something like hot yoga yeah. or like steam rooms. That so, can cause your skin to become sensitive? Yep. Hell oh, yeah. Oh, remember when you thought you were allergic to yoga last year because you were getting like all red and itchy? Yeah, my skin, my when I exercise, my skin is t- totally sensitive for like a month. Interesting. I'm not joking. When I'm exercising, I have to completely change my skincare routine. Okay. Um, And also if you switch around products a lot, you can get really sensitive. She said that. She said people who try a lot of new things. She goes, regular Sephora shoppers who try a lot of new things. She knows her. You know who you are. She knows her patients. all of you listening. Okay. Um, Then she said, it sounds wild, but people have um, different exposures in their work, hobbies, or lifestyles may have different – reasons for irritation. She said that she had this crazy, smart, fabulous woman. I wish you guys knew Renella because I can hear her saying this. She's very like, just like, I'm going to give it to you straight. She's like, you're your 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 best friend. She said when she noticed this woman, when she was telling her how much everything irritated her eyes, she had fabulous nail art. Well, the problem was that her eyes were getting irritated from her rubbing her eyes with the backs of her. Intern Tiff is, is giving me a knowing nod. It makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yes. You have acrylic gels on there, some new shellac, a rhinestone. Well, intern Tiff has great nails. She no, I meant acrylics. the I meant the Renella Hirsch yes, yes, patient. Yes. Oh, no, I know you did. I was just we were all we were all in an agreement at the table. Right. Jen. Okay. Okay. And then also your cleanser. Your cleanser goes everywhere on your face. Your cleanser could have some incidental ingredients as well. So really, don't just blame the eye cream. You need to think back up big picture. Big so pair back, stop trying a bunch of different products, get a nice yeah. gentle cleanser, and then really assess if you truly are that sensitive. Right. And, and then, if you are? Well, if you are, some people like in the chat room, no, they keep on the chat room, in the Facebook group, which you, you have to get in on it if you're not there already, the Facebook chat room, Facebook, private Facebook group, go on our um, Instagram. We have a link there. Um, also go on our blog and you can get a link there. Lots of great um, chatter about products. 
Aquaphor is recommended by a lot of different people. When I mentioned that to her, she said there are a lot of good products that hydrate and soothe at all price points. She wasn't like over the moon about it. I said, what about Vaseline? She said, same thing. But she said, any do- I love her. Any doctor worth their salt will tell you that patients teach them new stuff every day. So really, it's about what works for you. But I would definitely try Vaseline and Aquaphor just to kind of soothe and kind of, you know, calm the area. Mm-hmm. And it hydrates. And remember, well, it doesn't. It doesn't hydrate. Vaseline well, doesn't hydrate because it's occlusive. But it makes but, the lines. If you're if wrinkles is the issue, they actually do look less noticeable when look you're less, moisturized. Yeah, they'll way, look when like, the skin is like able to repair itself. Yeah, it, it'll it'll look less like you know crinkly and dry. That is like the most gentle thing you can use. But um, just look at the big picture first. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, 
quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits, yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's it, good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. here with Dr. Doris Day, the wonderful Dr. Doris Day, one of the leading dermatologists in New York. She's also an expert source on hair loss, a topic that we know you've all been dying to hear about. Finally, she's here. We've been trying to get her for a while. Welcome, (laughs) Dr. Doris Day. It's so good to be here with you. I actually wasn't sure this was a podcast, so I did makeup for you. So you can't see me, but I have full makeup. (laughs) She looks amazing. She looks gorgeous. Um, Okay, so I was so excited to have you here because we, I knew that you'd be a great source to speak to about hair thinning. You know, both Jen and I have interviewed you a ton over the years about this topic, but I just want to back up for a second. You know, why why are you a great source for <laughs> hair thinning? I, I just kind of always understood that you were because it's like my beauty editor taught me that you were a great, you know, it's like it's been passed down. <laughs> yeah, but you're a dermatologist, which so is skin, right? But like, why, but I think a lot of people wouldn't know that. Like, you know, yeah. maybe they think they need to go to a hair doctor, not you're a dermatologist. You're absolutely right. And it, it kind of, it happened a little bit by accident and a little bit on purpose. So what happened was, for me, it's partly personal because everybody in my family goes bald. So I had hair issues. My daughter used to call me baldy when I was, you know, when she was like four. Not to be mean, but because... I had hair issues. So it's always somewhat personal. Look, I'm a woman. I'm getting older. I'm sensitive to appearance, too. And I started out uh, in internal medicine and then, well, in journalism, then internal medicine. Then I did dermatology. And going through that, I always look beyond the skin to see what's going on. So the skin Mm -hmm. is my best tool. When I see hair issues, I know that there's something else going on. And my goal is to get to the bottom of it. And because it was personal for me, because I know the value and the power of hair as how it affects our self-esteem. So when patients come in and complain about hair, even if I can't tell yet that they're losing hair, 
I know that they know themselves and they know they're mm-hmm. here and they have a problem and I need to listen and I need to help them stay ahead of it. Because the reality is that by the time anyone else notices that you've lost hair, you've lost 30 to 40% of your hair. And that's not okay. So we need to be ahead of it because the sooner we start, the more of your hair we can maintain and enhance and save. So if you think, if somebody who's listening to this podcast, if they think, if they have, they know themselves, if they think they're losing their hair, who should they run to though? Should they run to a derm or is there another kind of doctor? No, you run to a dermatologist. But I will tell you that for most dermatologists, it's the bane of our existence. Like in our dermatology groups, when we joke amongst ourselves, we talk about a patient who comes in and they have like you do a skin cancer screening, acne, all these different things. And then mm-hmm. as you're ready to leave and walk out the door and they go, oh, and by the way, I also have hair loss. And that's when we want to kill ourselves because <laughs> hair loss is really hard. And the reason that it's so hard is because it's normal to shed hair every day. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. Two is that many more people feel like they have a hair, a hair issue than really have a hair issue. There are days and times and times of the year and times of your life you will shed more and that hair will grow back. Your hair also changes as you age. So your hair when you're little is fine, it may be curly, and then it grows in thick. And then as you get older, the density and the volume changes, and we don't take that change well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of change that's physical. There's a lot of change that's emotional when, that happens with hair. And as dermatologists, we can address what we see physically. But I have patients who come in who are so obsessed with their hair and their hair loss that they almost can't function. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote a book called Beyond Beautiful. And one of the most critical sections of the book is about hair. And it talks about the the connection between people who tend to notice that they have hair shedding mm-hmm. or hair loss and what it means beyond the hair. So my observation of 20 years of looking at people and watching what goes on, I can fix it medically and address it medically. But the emotional side is really powerful. My observation has been that people with hair issues tend to be capable people who are ambitious. I know I'm generalizing and I'm not analyzing anyone, but the commonality in that person who is really focused on their hair loss, whether or not it's obvious to anyone else, are people capable, ambitious, usually like a type A type of personality. And what happens is they're literally pulled in too many directions. And these are people who have family and boyfriends or girlfriends and work and all these different things pulling them. They can do all those things. They don't necessarily want to. And they're giving so much of themselves. And Focusing on their hair takes their energy away from focusing on their life. So some of what I do is dealing with the hair, and some of what I do is putting the connection into perspective. So it's it's like you have to be a psychologist too. Well, I have to be a full doctor. So part of being a full doctor is taking care of the full person, and that includes the mind. But I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not trying to analyze people. But I'm trying to help people understand the connection between appearance and health and well-being. And can, those connections are important. Can we work from, we assume that our listeners are obviously going to take that in as part of your advice, but let's also talk about the yes, physical thing. Absolutely. As far as like, listen, this woman or man knows their hair is gone. Other people have noticed it. We're at a point where we're beyond yes. the emotional state of it. Well, um, we, we need and, both. Yeah. So we take the what, physical. So, so what are some of the causes, though, other yes. than obviously cortisol influx because you're stressed and pulled in a million directions? Right. So there are the, the most common cause is going to be a stress shedding. Right. So the stress shedding is not a true loss. It's called telogen effluvium. And that's because that's a particular part of the 
hair growth cycle. So your hair grows for two to 10 years on your scalp, obviously not on your brows or underarms or legs. That would be horrible. But your <laughs> scalp hair cycle is the growing phase, the antigen phase is two to 10 years. The resting or telogen phase is three to four months. And then there's the shedding phase, which is a few weeks, the catagen phase. So then it comes back around and it starts to grow. So at any given time, 90% randomly over your scalp, it's not any one part of your scalp, but 90% is in the growing phase. Mm-hmm. 10% is sitting in that resting phase, and then it falls out and it grows back. So that resting phase, we guess, is about 100 to 150 hairs, because you think of like how many hair follicles, you have about 100,000. So then you have uh, um, then you have about 100 to 150 hairs that are getting ready to fall out. So at any given time. So what happens is that when you go through a stress, a major physiologic stress, a breakup, a marriage, a divorce, a death, childbirth, chemo, all these different things that put your body into a state of some type of shock. Anesthesia, I've heard Anesthesia, absolutely. Medications. All those things can force up to 30 to 40 percent of your hair to synchronously move out of that antigen or growing phase into the resting phase all at once. So that means over the next three to four months, you can shed up to 30 to 40% of your hair. But that's almost a good thing because that means it's going to get back in the other phase. So it's not true loss. So this isn't the kind that isn't reversible. Right. But the problem is, is that once you go into that stress cycle, Mm -hmm. so if you keep on having major stresses, Mm -hmm. right, either whether it's over your hair or you have yo-yo dieting or, you know, you just keep going through stresses, divorces, all these changes in life can take time. They don't just happen in a moment and then they end. Then you can have a chronic telogen effluvium, and that ends up being a net loss. So, so can you ever bounce back? You can, but you have to address that underlying so- source, which goes back to that emotional side too. So that's why it's always making that connection. And I get that from patients all the time. They get anxious because they, they get, okay, I'll deal with the, the emotional side, but tell me what I can do. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that unless... You get both sides in. So I always tell them what they can do. For the telogen effluvium, you obviously have to get over the stress. So childbirth passes. You know, that comes back mm-hmm. around. If it's a medication, you can try switching. If it's a life event, you can learn to manage it differently because it's not just about having stress. It's how you manage the stress. Mm-hmm. So you can make choices about doing meditation or understanding that that is a connection that's driving it and finding ways to break that connection. So if that's telogen effluvium, that's one type. There's an autoimmune type where we see either discrete round patches that's called alopecia areata, and that can happen at any age. It's autoimmune, so your body's immune system, for some reason, decides that the hair follicles are foreign invaders and must be attacked. Wow. And they knock out those hair follicles. Why it does it in round circles? I don't know. It's a UFO type of thing. Is it I rare or no? It's very common, mm-hmm. and it can happen in childhood. Unfortunately, if it happens at a younger age, it has a slightly greater chance of becoming Universal. Is this Meaning, why some children have those patches? Like, I feel like I see yes. this a lot on like little kids. Yeah, you can see it in little kids, and it can become alopecia totalis or alopecia universalis. So alopecia totalis is all the hair on your head, and alopecia universalis is all the hair on the body. Mm-hmm. And we are coming up with treatments for that. So what happened was is that this guy who had had alopecia universalis for like seven or more years also had some arthritis, and he was put on this drug, which is called a jack inhibitor. It's called Zelgens. It's a brand name. So he was put on that medication for his arthritis. 
and all his hair grew back. Wow. All his hair, seven years after he'd lost all his hair. So I have some patients who have that type of hair loss, and I've managed to get them that medicine, and their hair has completely grown back seven, 10, it's 15 years later. It's an off-label usage for now? It's an off-label okay. usage, and but there are clinical trials for both oral and topical versions of that medication. And then what also happens is that we start understanding the pathways that are being affected by hair growth and hair loss. And so even though that's a particular type, in the end with alopecia universalis or alopecia areata, the hair becomes miniaturized. The follicle's not dead. It's not gone. It's just inactive. Same thing with androgenetic, the uh, the genetic pattern of hair loss. And that's, that's when you get I, older, That's what right? I wanted to get to. Yes. I know a lot. That's what I hear from a lot of right. people. Right. That's that's the second most common. So um, the stress first shedding most common is stress. Is the stress shedding. And we got the autoimmune. And the autoimmune is common, but I, it's it's just up there in category, but that's just a, that's a specific thing. But got the, the old heads. And, but, you know, Speaking for myself, too. No, but, like, it's not even, like, you know, I but see But it's not old. It's in their are, 20s. Yeah, 20s. You know, I see yeah. more and more women, especially men, you know, who are mm-hmm. 19, 20 years old, and they are suffering from right. uh, male pattern baldness. This is true. Female and male pattern baldness have different patterns. So men tend to start with recession at the temples, and then it kind of goes to the crown, and then it kind of all meets up, and you lose your hair, and you keep it a little bit in the back. For women, we keep the frontal hairline, and then we just diffusely thin in the crown. Yeah, sure. And there's patterned and non-patterned. But I have plenty of women in their 20s who have very severe hair loss. It's really as common in women as it is in men. And this is genetic. It's genetic. Mm -hmm. It comes from both sides of the family. I have patients who come in who insist no one in their family has hair loss. Why do they? And I say it's in your genes. It may not show in the relatives you see. they're the chillest person, they meditate. They're really not that person. This is different. Right. Right. They can't help it. It's not their fault. It's hormonal. And the, the thing is that stress may accelerate a genetic pattern. So okay. if you have a stress pattern, you can accelerate your hair aging. You know that stress can aid you. Stress isn't always bad, but it can aid you. Right. So um, so we try to manage even in those patients their stress levels because that's what we can control. So when I see someone who has that genetic or hormonal pattern of hair loss, what I do is I, I first I obviously look at the scalp, make sure the scalp is overall healthy. I don't tend to do blood tests for most of these people because in 20 years of practice, 99% of the time, they come back normal. So either Like they don't have a vitamin deficiency, no. they don't have a disease. And they don't have a hormonal imbalance. Okay. But what it is is that either we're measuring the wrong hormones or we're in the wrong scale or the wrong metabolites. Our testing is not good enough to determine exactly what is off hormonally. And so I call it sometimes a local hormonal sensitivity because in women who go through this, I sometimes see hair growth where we don't want it, like on the chin Mm -hmm. or on the arms and very thick hair growth. Um, And then you see hair loss. You can have acne issues, an adult female pattern of acne where it's more along the jawline and the chin. And I know if I put them on a medication that blocks the male hormones and an anti-androgen, one that I like is called spironolactone, that can help preserve the hair on the scalp, Mm -hmm. reduce the hair growth on the face, and treat the acne and sometimes affect weight issues as well. But Do all those people have PCOS, polycystic over syndrome? Is 
separate no. from that. Well, sometimes they do, and spironolactone and metformin can help that. I have also started to use metformin, which is used against insulin re- resistance for my hair loss patients because what metformin does is it helps improve oxygenation to the cells, and it's a great anti-aging drug, and it costs pennies. So even in patients who don't have insurance, it's not a particularly expensive drug, and I think it's great for anti-aging. So um, so it's an off-label use. Both of those are off-label use, yeah. but we use things off-label actually most of the time as dermatologists. So you're talking about, you know, we went straight to drugs, but I we're, you mentioned the three different types of, or three different types of hair loss. I know some people, we talk about this on the podcast all the time, hair loss vitamins, gummies, this, yes. that, the other thing, um, even special serums that are, you know, you can get at Sephora. Are these going to help any of the people we just spoke about? Well, you're right. I did get a little bit ahead of myself in talking no, about the medications. I, it's fine. But we'll, we'll jump right back. I just want to first no, go to No, because the... you're right, because medications are not the first line, in my view, for most people. So the way that I do my assessment is I look at the scalp, I look at the hair, Make sure that the scalp is overall healthy. The follicles are generally healthy. Mm-hmm. How if they're processing, over brushing, over treating their hair, doing things to their hair. So we talk about what they're actually doing. I don't mind hair coloring. I don't think that makes a problem worse. But if you're blow drying and pulling all the time, or you're using a lot of products in your hair that really cause breakage and dryness, so I try to look at the hair quality itself. Mm-hmm. Then we go to nutrition because. Nutritional support is one of the most important things you do. Actually, my line of the day, and I have to find a good tweet, a picture to post with it, is that if you want beautiful skin and hair, eat beautiful food. And what you put in your body helps your hair and your skin in such powerful ways. You need to be optimally metabolically balanced Mm -hmm. to help support your hair. How many Americans in the modern world have They're not. They're, they're not. still not? Like, are you going to tell me eating bananas and kale and nuts and healthy fats is going to grow back my hair? It can help, yeah, because you'll get enough so you vitamin D. you make everybody D. do that baseline before you even get into anything else? No, I do a lot of things at once. Yeah, I, okay. I can only say one thing at a time. Right, right, right. <laughs> and patients get impatient because they, like, they, they want to hear all of it. But they shouldn't ignore that step. But you cannot ignore it. And again, appearance has value. It gives communication about your overall health and sure. well-being. And you know why hair is so important for your self-esteem? Let's think about it. If you see an animal and it has a beautiful thick coat of hair, you think that animal is what? Healthy. Exactly. When you have a thick, beautiful mane of hair, we're DNA wired to see that as someone who's healthier and a more viable mate. That's why hair is so important. Thick, flowing hair oh, you don't gives... have to tell us. We know. <laughs> I know. And that's just... We can't help ourselves. We just mm-hmm. believe that. So, and, and we know it to be true. So that means that you have good nutrition yeah. and you're overall mm-hmm. balanced. And so I think balancing nutrition is critical. And I talk about food all day long. You know, my dad was a doctor and he was really into nutrition. And we were raised on a diet that was very nutritionally balanced, packed with antioxidants, not a lot of animal protein. But what about the and things that Jess mentioned? So those are okay as a supplement to a good diet. They're not a replacement. There's a few that I like. The gummies... I'm not a big fan of, but I do like <laughs> Nutrafol and Viviscal. And then there's another one by Isden. It's a company from mm. Spain called the Lambda Pill Kit. I've heard about that. And I have had more patients call me after using that kit. It's a shampoo, it's a spray, and it's a pill to tell me that their hair is growing back thicker and they just are so happy. So you hear that, guys? Isden Kit. Right. Yeah, the, the kit. We'll is, put it on the blog. I-S-D-I-N, yeah. um, and it's the Lambda Pill Kit. Lambda Pill Kit. It is one of the best ones I've seen. I have Nutrafol, and I love that as well. Okay. That is very well sourced. Yes. 
and it's a cocktail of different things. Viviscal is amino marci. It's a fish protein along with uh, silica and vitamin C. And these are all quite good, but they complement other things. I also have in-office treatments that I do to help hair. We actually had a list of a couple yeah. of the different treatments we get asked yeah, sure. about. Yeah, sure. Ask let's away. Down and let's let's go. Yeah, the first one was minoxidil, the over-the-counter yes. drug. Perfect. What's the deal with minoxidil? Is it for men, for women? How does it work? So minoxidil, we're not exactly sure how it works, but it is the only FDA-approved drug for women for hair growth. And the, they did study. So initially, the minoxidil for women was 2%. And then they did another clinical trial. So these are FDA trials, which means they're blinded, placebo-controlled. You don't know if you're using that or the placebo, and the person judging doesn't know what mm-hmm. you're using. So it's really blinded. And what they found was that in over 700 patients, 80% regrew hair. And the hair that regrew was up to 50% thicker. Wow. That's and that's compelling. the 5% foam once a day. So here's a question. If this if I hit, you know, a situation where I'm losing my hair, I, I'd want to be a little naughty and get the minoxidil yeah, for men. Sure. It's over. So what's it's the, the, the same. What's the difference? It's the same. They're both five percent. So, the only difference is packaging and directions on the box. For men, oh. it's five percent. I bet we pay more. Pink tax. I bet you the women's one costs <laughs> more. You I might check that. Is I wonder if it is is it more elegant is it a more elegant it's formulation? Exactly the same. Because <laughs> it comes same. in a serum and a foam now, I think. So right? the, the okay. foam is the one they did the FDA trials for for okay. women. And I like the foam because the foam is heat activated. So when it hits your scalp, it melts into your scalp. Okay. So I like, like dripping around little serums and yes. whatnot. Okay. And it's one one time a day for women, two times a day for men. Okay. That's the only difference. Well, I'd rather do it once than twice. Exactly. Okay. And you know what? They would have wanted you to do it twice, but their study showed that it didn't make much difference. And so oh, once a day is all Don't you need. Don't double up. You're just wasting your money. And and also you're you're just it's <laughs> seriously work. you know people are always like more is better oh, but totally. it's not That's because <laughs> trust me they would have done it twice a day because obviously they want to sell more I don't blame yeah, them yeah, yeah but once a day is all you it need works. for women are there any weird side effects yeah the the problem and people read read it on the box and they come in and they they panic because when you start using it what happens is it pushes the hair into the growing phase so we talked about that right but what when you push your hair into the growing phase, then you're also pushing hair out. So in the beginning, as you start using it and the hair grows, you might notice for the first month a little bit of shedding. Mm-hmm. And people panic about that because they feel like their hair is going to fall out. Oh, you lost the old ones because all these new ones oh are coming out. Exactly. That's but scary, the yeah. hair that falls out is longer. So stick with it. Exactly. And the hair that grows in is short. So I always say if your hair sheds a little bit when you start using it, do that happy dance of hair growth because that means that better, thicker hair is growing in. That is a hot tip, Dr. Yeah. Day. So hair shedding is really, to me, a sign that you're going to get really great results from it. And the other complaint people have, which boggles my mind, is they say, oh, but wait, I have to use it forever? I'm like, well... What don't you do forever? I mean, if you don't eat, you get hungry. If you don't brush your teeth, they fall out. Like, you have to do everything forever. And the good news is, as long as you keep doing it, it will keep working. Yeah, I know. People think they're cured like it's medicine. Like, I used it. I'm, it's no. grown in. Yeah. I'm done. No. Everything yeah. is – I would Same say with you're stuck with me for right? life. Yeah. Like, right. There's no way around it. You have to use it forever. But it will keep working. It doesn't stop working. And okay. I think that's the good thing. So what about – we always hear about – well, let's talk about, let's just go to the hard stuff. Let's go to prescription, okay? Okay. You talked about spirolactone. I always hear about Propecia for men. What is Propecia and can women use it? 
Propecia is, the generic name is finasteride. So this was a drug that was used in a 5-milligram dose for men who had enlarged prostates. Is it a, is it a tablet or is it a liquid? It's a pill. It? It's okay. a pill. And you take it by mouth uh, typically once a day. So in the 5-milligram dose for men, they noticed as a side effect they grew hair. But they also grew breasts. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing. But the company, being smart, said, well, we'd like to grow hair and not have other side effects like erectile dysfunction and some other side effects. So let's try to find the lowest dose that will not have those side effects but still grow hair. And this, this Dr. Ken Washenik was head of dermatopharmacology at NYU. I've known him for 30 years, one of the smartest people I've ever met. He's now he- uh, head of medical at Bosley. And... At the, so he did the clinical trials for the FDA for Propecia, and they found that the one milligram dose grew hair with essentially no side effects. So that means that 1% to 3% of men had erectile dysfunction, whether they were taking the pill or the placebo, mm. the same number of men. So it's a little bit of a suggestible so problem. Is, but <laughs> yeah. do women take the finesse? Well, again get from they me? did trials for women as yeah. well, and they fell below the margin to get the FDA approval. So it doesn't it works for about 30% of women but that's 70% it doesn't work for. And it does have side effects. So it's I don't prescribe it for women. I have plenty of women who take it, but a lot of doctors give women the higher dose, the 5% dose, not the 1 milli- 5 milligram if they dose, can not the 1 milligram. It without the side effects. Yeah, so yeah. I just I don't prescribe it for women. I'm going to ask a question on behalf of my dad. So my dad's been bald since like the 70s, <laughs> so yeah. maybe like the 80s. I used to always ask him where he lost his hair, and he'd tell me things like the shop, right? Like I really thought <laughs> that it like fell off somewhere. <laughs> if he took something like Propecia, would it grow back, or is it like is there a cutoff date for some of these drugs? And I think this is applicable to other listeners, not just my dad. <laughs> well, hi to your dad. I hope he's listening, and and he's I'm sure he's listening. very <laughs> handsome still. No, he's so cute. I see some he's men just really don't cute. need hair; they have good no, heads. He doesn't. Yeah, he's got a great head. He doesn't yeah. need hair. Dad, love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the general rule is you can go back about five years. Okay. So if he lost in the seventies, five years he'll still be <laughs> still good head without hair. But yeah, you can go back about five, five years, years is what the expectation could be. That's interesting. And that's why you want to get it relatively early. And go in and see a doctor. There's Catch also, it early. There's lots of treatments that we hear about that are like in office treatments. Can I ask you about a couple? Sure. Or you know, surgical treatments actually. Remember hair club and hair plugs? Yes. What's the story? Are people still doing hair plugs? Have they advanced at oh, all? You said he's a member too or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the those are either a form of like a toupee that kind of glues on, which is the hair club idea generally, where they make you just a nice piece and you go in every oh, okay. six That's weeks. Oh, that's not what I'm talking they... about. I'm talking about the plugs. But the plugs are now way advanced. Those are hair transplants. For a hair transplant, you need a good donor area. For men, it would be the area in the back. For women, too, it's the area in the back. Some people have better donor areas than others. But what, what is a donor area? A donor area, mean? it means an area where you have hair that you're generally harvest. never going to lose. Right. Oh, so hair so that it. is going to – exactly. And you'll harvest those hairs. Before, we used to do it as plugs and take out like clumps of three to five hairs and put those in and you'd have like little sprouts. But then that didn't look very good or natural. Yeah. So now what they do is they can do two ways. You can take out a strip from the back. Of hair that, that, you know, is going to stay. Well, they numb it first. They're very yeah. nice about yeah. it. And then they break those up into units of one and two follicles. But you do end up with a scar in the back that's a very thin line because you take out the skin and the hair Sick. and then you push it back together. So you end up with a thin line. It's almost like a little bit of a scalp reduction, not the worst thing. But some people don't want that thin line there. And so now what they do is 
follicular unit extractions, where you can go in and just actually take out individual hairs from the back, and it really doesn't leave a scar, and then you can transplant those in the front. Now, you do need a good doctor who knows how to design what kind the transplant. What kind of doctor does that? It's a dermatologist, typically. Huh. And the tech does most of the work. So the technician will help do the the processing of the hair, but the dermatologist will determine that pattern of how it's going to frame your face. You cannot take a finite area of harvest from the back, right? You only have so many hair follicles in yeah. the back and think you're going to cover the entire scalp. Mm, so God. you're going to if you're lucky, you can just frame the front and sort of figure out a way to comb it so it looks nice and natural. And that's why not everyone is a good candidate for hair transplants. And you have to be careful in how it's done and who does it. There's an art to it, I there guess. There is definitely an art to I've it. I've seen some people that have it done and it looks like they have a Lego head. You know, yeah. like it looks like, like Lego that's hair. It's true. You know, like, way to it looks like it. a little helmet. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Why is it so um, perfect? Why does it have to look so perfect? That's the artistry. You got to get a hairstylist in the room there to see, like, because hairlines aren't like that. Are hairlines like, aren't like Sally that. Hershberger up in there to be like, mess it up. Yeah, tassel yeah. it, give it a shag. <laughs> and and doctors who do this, you want to go to a doctor who does this pretty much all the time. Do they have portfolios of like before and after work? They probably do, but I find that that's not that helpful because then people just show you their the, uh, the, the ones that they want to show you. So you need to basically get a sense. You, you know, it's always good to go speak with a, a few doctors and then connect with that doctor and feel like they understand what it is you're looking for and let them draw the, the hairline on you. So we got um, a couple of critiques recently for not like shouting out prices of some of these kinds of procedures. Mm. Um, maybe you don't, maybe you can't speak to this because you don't do it. But I don't do it. How, do you can, do you even know a ballpark? That sounds like that sounds like a house. The kind of like that, twenty thousand dollars. No, I think oh, it's probably about six thousand. Oh, six for a session. And once you and you might session. need two. Okay. Um, That's a new head, really. You know? We've also been hearing, <laughs> we've also been hearing about lasers, right? So Can lasers help with hair loss. There's two. There's two different types. So there's LED ones. I see commercials for Capillus and some other ones on TV, and those can help. Those are LED lights. They're FDA cleared to grow hair, so they have data that helps grow hair. But they work for some people better than others. You don't know who exactly it's going to work for. But at least they, the, the wavelength of light has FDA clearance. And the idea really is, again, it's improving circulation mm-hmm. to, the, to the follicles, and hopefully that will help the hair grow. But we're not exactly sure how they work. I have a, a laser in the office called the Fatona laser. That's an Erbium YAG laser that I've been so doing for hair LED. growth. So this is an LED. This is like actual this laser. This is an actual laser. And it's in office. You need eye protection and everything. Mm-hmm. But I've had good results with that growing hair, and I combine it with PRP. Both of these oh. treatments are off-label, but I've had good that results with it. That leads to our next, next question. Nice segue, Dr. Day. <laughs> I try. We hear a lot about PRP in, um, in our world, but what exactly is it and how can it treat hair loss? It, PRP stands for platelet-rich plasma, and the way that it works is you come in, we draw blood, and different doctors will draw different amounts. I tend to do a little bit more. Then you put that in a centrifuge and you spin it down. When you spin it down, what you're doing is you're removing the red blood cells and white blood cells because those are more inflammatory. You don't want those. They're not helpful. And what you're left with on the other side is a beautiful golden color liquid that is just platelet-rich plasma. And that's packed with growth factors Mm. and all sorts of things that is basically fertilizer for the follicles. Then we go back and we inject those into the scalp, and that is helping to nourish those follicles and rejuvenate them. 
people use PRP. Some people mix it with other ingredients. I tend to double spin it, so I'll take out the white blood cells and red blood cells and some of the platelet poor plasma. Then I'll spin it down and hyper concentrate it, and then inject it back. And I do that with the hair laser in the same session. And typically, you do it once a month for four months, and then after that, you see what you get. It works for about eighty-five percent of people. And once what does you, works mean? Like what is they that? grow hair? I mean, they grow. Like I, real I posted hair? pictures on my Instagram. It's their hair, and it tends to last. But you do have to do maintenance. So you have to come in just about twice a year to do a, a follow-up session to Are maintain buying the another hair house growth. here. Yeah, What's happening? that was my next question. So the, how much does it cost? It costs ballpark. I think it's about eight or nine hundred dollars a session. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you'd have to do that. Twice at first and then twice four a year. Times four from, times at first. Oh, got it, yeah. got and it. And then and then twice a year to maintain it. Still okay. less expensive than the, the than surgery. A house. Than the tra- and a house. <laughs> yeah. so well, the surgery is permanent. Like, a ha- like house. And I heard the hair transplant. I remember hearing like a big celebrity who I will not mention because I don't want to get sued. But John I and Kate plus eight. Didn't that, that guy have it? No, a British singer, oh, okay. a famous British singer. I remember hearing that he had a hair, a hair transplant like in the 90s and it didn't look good. But now I, I know Can lots I guess? of people. Well, I, I, this is just a rumor. I heard he had it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah, know the answer. I want to know. A, a singer songwriter who sits at a piano. I, like, I was guessing Elton John. Yeah. yeah. That, I didn't say you're, his no, name. No, you're a reporter. You don't and get sued And for I'm, that. I have no idea. I heard so. he had one. Okay. But I don't know if he That's really why he did. loves a hat now, right? He's often you wearing know, a hat. He's so, he's so talented. He could do whatever he, exactly. he wants. Exactly. He, he could get a... And, you know, men have a lot more options. Men can just shave their head. They can... Yeah. It's wear a hat, I guess. But they can they have... They can go gray. Men have many more options. For women, I think... And I have a lot of young male patients who don't consider shaving their head or going bald or gray an option. So it really does affect mm-hmm. men's self-esteem as well. But meanwhile, if you see a guy in the street and he's lost his hair, we don't we don't judge or think anything of it. No. But for women, it's just not an option. Yeah. We can't go gray. We can't go bald. But um, women can wear hair pieces. You know, women there can. There's some good there are some and wigs amazing and lace ones. Do you ever suggest like send people all day to, long? Who's your favorite like wig maker? Oh, good, I good love question. two places. I love Helena's, which is on West Thirty First Street here in the city, and then Atsuko, who's at the Julian Farrell Salon, oh, makes yes. incredible pieces. Like you know, you see these all day long, and you do not know that people are wearing things. It is just and so that'll much last fun. you like years and years of using years and years, it, right? And it's so kind of fun when you think about it. When you want Listen, your hair done, Beyonce you just send your hair it. out. Rihanna, Beyonce. Ariana Grande, even her songs yeah. about like, you like my hair? Gee, thanks. Just bought it. You know? <laughs> and when you want to get your hair done, you just send your hair out. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it, I think hair should be an accessory. You, you know, you can have play hair. It can be blonde and long one day, short the next day. It's just another accessory like mm-hmm. earrings or anything else you do. Women need to be more okay with that. But unfortunately, we associate wearing hair pieces with chemotherapy and hair loss for illness. Mm-hmm. And so it, it has a little bit of a stigma to it. And I'm not a huge fan of extensions because that will help you temporarily, but it does add oh, weight. Wow. And that, I think, is a house. And you have to do that pretty yeah, often. And yeah. they make it t- they make those extensions really tight in the beginning, which does pull on the hair. So I, I don't judge. I try to help my patients wean off them or just decrease the, um, the amount of hair that they do. So they end up going to so much density and length. And then over time, it's kind of like a drug. You never tend to want to do less. You always mm. want to do more, more, more. Like going blonde. Blonder, yeah. blonder, blonder, blonder. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That would not work for me either. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think we talked about a lot of solutions? We talked about, you know, the cost of some of them. Do you think hair loss is 
is optional for a lot of people? That's a great question. No, I don't. I think that for some people, the genetic and lifestyle and everything pushes so strong that it's a really tough battle to fight. And it's either so costly or so time-consuming that it's it's just not possible to, to fight it. If someone is going bald in their 20s, especially for a guy, for women, I think we can fight it a little bit harder because we have other medications. I think we can slow it down to a large extent, mm-hmm. but it's hard. As I think about it, I think about my worst hair loss patients. If money is not an issue, it's optional. If money is an issue, then it's a lot harder because you... And also side effects. Like I have patients who are obsessed and they're horrified about their hair loss, but they are really more horrified about the side effects mm-hmm. from Propecia and some of these other medications and spironolactone. Spironolactone has side effects. You know, you, you end up, you can faint. You have to be on high doses and that can affect libido. It can make you dizzy. If you have tend towards low blood pressure, you can't always take these medicines. You're like laying down and not having sex ever again just for your hair. No thanks. Right. <laughs> like, and for some people, it's worth it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is to, unfortunate, right? Which is yeah. it always takes me back to the other side of it. But the good news is, and there is really exciting news, is that there's money in hair, right? We talked about money, which means that there's research. Things are always And changing. this research has been going on for 30 years. They are a millimeter away. They're just a hair, a, a <laughs> fine hair away from having a cure. So we will have oh, stem wow. cells. We will have cloned hair. I predict in the next five or so years. And then we can take one good hair, make you 10,000, and plant, transplant that in in the most beautiful way, and you'll have too much hair, and we'll all be complaining about how much hair we have. Well, let's hope in like five years if we're doing this show, we'll have you back on, and we'll talk yes, about Yes, we'll celebrate you know, that. Then we'll talk about something else because hair loss will yeah, be an issue. Yeah, we'll do a throwback or something. But that's really – thank you for your honesty about like the situation here because I think some people do – you know, they think, oh, if I just took – if I just ate more uh, – protein or iron or like I'm such a stress case and this is what you know they kind of blame themselves and there's so many factors there's so many factors or they blame their mom's mom or you know I blame my kids for everything (laughs) (laughs) my kids are my parents it's like it's never me (laughs) it's really helpful thank you Dr. Day it's so much fun to be here I'm ready to raise a wand girl okay let's raise first I want to raise a wand to Dr. Day and all of that amazing knowledge about hair loss. I feel like this episode's going to get like linked and shared by so many people. Well, there was a lot of useful information. It's a tough topic to talk about. Okay, you know? now let's and to look. get real answers, you can go down a internet hole and want to like jump off a bridge. So you know? let's lighten things up. What do you raise a wand okay. to? <laughs> I'm going to pep things up real good. I'm ready. You know that brand, the Seaweed Bath Co. Yes. Did you ever mention them on this pod? I can't. I don't remember if you ever don't mentioned them. Don't think so, but I know it well. Okay, so. I've always seen this brand, you know, for I've, for a few years I've seen it, and I never really got involved. Wow, I was so invigorated last night. Did you take a which which? Product? I took a shower okay. at like one a.m. I felt kind of grimy. It was a long day. I was just you like, didn't get home to like get go to sleep until one a.m. No, I was busy until like one a.m. Oh, wow, I was okay. preparing for the show. Okay. I was like, we were talking about this. So we're busy you, ladies. What did you use in the shower? I got in the shower and I had taken from work the the Seaweed Bath Co. Um, hydrating and Exfoliating Eucalyptus and Peppermint Body Scrub. 
there's something about the sea, and you know I love eucalyptus. You do too, right? You're going to die when you hear what my reason why okay, is, but this keep is, going. Okay, super weird. Okay. I love eucalyptus, like, more than anything. I love my eucalyptus dip tea candle. This is so weird. Okay, keep going. I love, like, you know, koalas. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. No, you hate koalas because they eat all your eucalyptus. Oh, that's so cute. Okay. Yeah. So... I love eucalyptus. I was scrubbing my body with this. It was foaming. I felt like it was cleansing. You know, sometimes scrubs don't feel like they're cleaning. Yes, yes. This, I felt, I used it as soap, except for like on my bits, you know? Uh huh. It was so good. And I slid into bed, like into home plate. Cool and refreshed. Cool, <laughs> refreshed, and ready to start the day for tomorrow. Are you ready for my reason why? Yeah. So Necessaire came out with body shower gels. Yeah. And the eucalyptus one is amazing. This, ha- this happens all the time. Le- leader, re- readers, listeners, audience, we did not plan this. Um, necessary. I, re- I like. I've tried some of the products. Whatever. I was like, oh, I was just going to be a shower gel. Eric and I love this shower gel. It's like also like a boy-friendly kind of scent. I feel okay. like the eucalyptus yeah, is totally. like cool and um, a little bit like herbal and uh, very aromatic in that herbal kind of yeah. way, but like refreshing, but not in the way that a peppermint body scrub sometimes you don't want to be cold. Like yes. they make you cold and you're like, I'm taking a warm shower. You're this freezing. is too much. You're like hiding you get in the corner. a little bit of that vibe, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. without a ton of it. And then Necessaire is like, I don't know, it just foams up nicely, but in a slippery way, very moisturizing. But the scent... It. I think there's something about eucalyptus. You just feel like you're in a spa. You feel like cleansed inside and out. Yeah, like you had a hard day at work. Yeah, jump in the shower with some eucalyptus. Am I right? It's so good. I can't. Good on you. It's. A, uh, let's do prices. Okay, oh. mine. Yours is probably a little bit more luxe. Twelve ninety nine is um, seaweed co. But how many ounces? I don't know, but okay. I I, I definitely used a double bucks. helping last night. This one's twenty five bucks, but I will say it's been in our shower three weeks, and we both are using it, and there's still like a quarter of a bottle left. Okay, you don't need a lot to get a nice suds up with the little loofah business. Okay, nice. eucalyptus. Everybody get on the eucalyptus eucalyptus tip. Choo choo. Oh, or train. Oh. Sure, <laughs> I went with tip, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. 